Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey, everybody. Welcome into episode 126 of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. My guest on the show today is Phil Januszewski. And you might be wondering, who in the world is Phil Januszewski? Well, let me tell you this. Phil is a tattoo-covered, Netflix, baking show flopping, high-energy chemistry, physics, teaching, professional speaker. He's on a mission to create and spread happiness through education, motivation, and entertainment. Phil is a nationally known dynamic speaker for over 10 years, and he's a public school educator since 2005. He has a master's degree in teaching leadership and a certification in positive education. His personal mission is to empower others to overcome burnout and work toward a more flourishing life. Now, Phil and I sat down recently and had a conversation really about helping others avoid burnout. How do we help people move through those challenging times in their career when they just feel like they can't continue to go further? This is a really fantastic conversation, folks. I'll tell you, Phil is somebody that I connected with through social media. He is a fantastic follow. Um, If you are on Twitter or X or whatever the kids are calling it these days, if you're on TikTok, if you are on Instagram, make sure you're following Phil Januszewski because you'll find that his videos are not only empowering, but they're also high energy. They're entertaining. And he's just a genuinely, genuinely wonderful human being. Man, our conversation was so great. It's such high energy. You better buckle up. Get ready because it is fantastic, folks. And you're going to hear that entire conversation right after this. Hello, middle-level educators. Are you looking for a nationwide type of conference at the fraction of the cost? The North Carolina Association for Middle-Level Education welcomes you to Charlotte, North Carolina, March 24th through the 26th for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference. My name is David James, NCMLE Marketing and Conference Director, and I want to personally invite you to our annual conference. You will not want to miss our keynote and featured speakers that lead over 120 middle-specific teaching and learning sessions. Our featured speaker lineup includes EDU experts from across the country, such as principal and leadership expert Baruti Kefele, Charles Williams, LaQuanta Nelson, Zach Bowermaster, and the host of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast, Dr. Darren Peppard. The NCMLE Inspire Conference is for everyone. Go to ncmle.org to register your team for the 2024 NCMLE Inspire Conference today. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. So among the fun things that I get to do on the podcast... Every now and again, I get to sit down with somebody that isn't somebody that necessarily reached out to me, but somebody that I reached out to, somebody that I connected with on social media. And man, my guest on the show today, uh, Phil Januszewski, I- I'll tell you what, if if you follow him on social media, 
Um, I mean, like, just watch one of his TikTok videos. And if you're not tired at the end, there's something wrong with you. Because, I mean, this dude just brings the energy all the time. He's a high school science guy, just like I was. I have no idea where in the world this conversation is going to go. But, Phil, welcome into the show, man. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. I like that intro. And uh, ready and energized to take this ship wherever you start sailing it, Captain. All right. Well, we'll we'll find out. This might turn into a rudderless boat pretty darn quick, but we're gonna find out. So uh, let's let's Phil. Let's do this before uh, before we go too far. Um, you know, obviously for you know for for everybody who's out there. I mean, we all we all have a bit of a story, and we all have a, a little bit of what it is that brings us to where we are. So let's maybe uh, let's go back in time a little bit and maybe you know share with my guests a little bit of. The Phil Janiszewski story. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Friends, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Darren, thanks so much. My name is Phil Janiszewski, born and raised in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. Grew up in a really great home and a really great public school education system. Loved going to school, Darren. Absolutely won school spirit awards my eighth grade and my senior year. I was the kid face painting, going to games, bringing drums, getting involved with student council, volleyball, you name it, I was involved in it, loved everything about it, loved knowing my teachers, loved learning. So I was probably, you know, a bit of a freak of nature when it comes to how yeah. much I was into <laughs> high school. So what's funny is, Darren, is that I didn't realize that I belonged in education until I was about 17 years old. I grew up in the Food Network era that was rising and shining, and I loved cooking. My family is all a bunch of cooks, so my whole life I thought I was going to be classically trained chef. Luckily, with guidance, everyone told me, well, get your rear end in a kitchen, start learning. Cooked in about six, seven different restaurants, and by 17 realized it was absolutely not a career for me. I started to hate it because it was a job and not just a fun passion. Lucky for me, I had an awesome awesome junior year chemistry teacher named Mr. B who helped me figure it out. I came to him and he said, no, you don't have to worry if cooking's not for you. He's like, how about this place? You really like high school. You really like science. It's like, maybe you should be a teacher. You could be in this environment your, your whole career. And it was like a light bulb, brother. That was it. I went right to my guidance counselor, Miss Mulligan said, I want to be a teacher, I think. And she was super supportive. Oh, you'd be great. You know? And so, um, in Illinois, one of the main schools you go to for teaching that they're known for is Illinois State University. I'm a proud Redbird, got my degree in chemistry, four years of college, student taught in a great building, and I've been there 19 years, Darren. So I have been in the same building with the same school my whole career, and uh, it's it's been a wonderful journey, connected with so many kids. And now with 19 years in, you're starting to see a lot of those kids be full-fledged adults with children and they pop up out of the woodwork and it's been really rewarding to see you know just the years of meeting people and impact and it, it's very rewarding i love that so much and you know you're you're very much a you know you're a red bird of course being an from illinois state but you're also a bit of a mm -hmm. uh, of a unique bird in that you have been in the same building your entire career that is so rare anymore i mean it used to be like seriously phil that was the that was just what people did right like you got a job and you moved to that community and that's well, i guess that's where you're going to put down your roots you're going to stay there and that just does not 
happen. And, you know, I've heard you tell that story before. And so, so I want to go a little bit deeper. I'm a little bit curious, you know, when you look up and down the hallways of your high school where you've been for, for 19 years, I've heard you describe it as a family that, you know, you've spent so much time with so many of these people. Um, are a lot of them, you know, in the same kind of description that, that you would fall, that they've been there a long time? Do you, do you see a lot of turn? I'm just curious about your school. Yeah. Yeah, Darren, I would say a lot of us are lifers, that once we get there, most people stay, for sure. And I think, again, that's a testament to the coworkers you have, the people you have that you lean on. And it's a it's an environment where I feel supported. I feel like my coworkers, if I want to try something new, they would be totally on board. Hey, go for it. What's the worst that could happen, right? You just... Don't count it for a grade and talk to the kids and move on, right? <laughs> and uh, I think that's what the really cool thing about the people I work with is that they might not want to do the new stuff that you're trying, right? But they are supportive. They want to know how it went. We collaborate. And I think that that really does make you want to stay. That want that makes you feel like, man, I could, I honestly couldn't imagine being anywhere else, just being as spoiled and supported as I have been with my science family, it just, it would, it would feel so weird to start over somewhere new with a new family. It would feel very different. So I'm uh, grateful that I've been there that long and uh, been enjoying the ride for sure. Yeah. I think that's just really cool that, that you've had that opportunity and that so many of them have been there with you uh, that entire time because you know, I mean, I, I say it all the time, but, you know, education is a relationship game, right? I mean, we're in the people business. And so the more that that you are able to pour into those people, the more they pour into you. Um, that's that's how you end up with uh, with a school like what you guys have and how, you know, you're, you know, you're able to, you know, have that type of collaboration, that kind of, you know, relationship with somebody else where they'll say something like you just said, just totally off the cuff, you know, well, hey, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Don't don't take it for a grade. Talk to the kids and move on. Right? It doesn't happen in every school, you know. In some schools, it's a little bit competitive in the hallway. Like you know, mm-hmm. hey, I've got to be better than Mister Janizewski, or you know, um, you know, or I'm not helping him. You know, he's not helping me. That kind of that kind of thing. I know, and we'll we'll get to it a little bit more later. You, you know, you've been you've been traveling the country for for you know, more than a decade as a youth speaker. Now you're doing some stuff also as an individual speaker focused on on supporting teachers. Um, right. What do you see? I mean, what, what, I'm trying to think of how I want to ask this question. What you have is, is a bit, a bit different, is a bit special. And we don't see that everywhere. When you're encountering things that aren't like that around the country, like what, what goes through your mind? Yeah, I think I think we've had the pleasure of me as a youth speaker with my best bud, Matt. We've seen so many different places across the country, small town, huge buildings, all and all in between. And I think that we always say that when you walk in, you can like immediately get a vibe of a building by the way students look at you, staff looks at you. I mean, I must admit, all the like main office, they're always very nice and friendly, you know, when you walk in. Hi, how are you? But 
once you walk past that main office and get checked in, you can really tell a lot about the the school community. And we've been very lucky to go to a lot of great places where kids are opening doors for you and greeting you and saying hello. And then we've been to some buildings where, you know, like, who are these people? <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> who are yeah. these random strangers? Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, and every school has different energy. Some is very high, wild energy in a good way. And some is very like subdued and very regimented. So it is cool to experience those little tastes, kind of like a, I imagine like a grandparent would be with their grandkid. They get a little taste of parenting again, have some fun. And then when they're wound up, it's like time, time to go, go back. See to you parents. later. <laughs> we, we like to say we're like the fun uncles. We show up and right. stir a bunch of crap up and have some fun. And then we get to be like, oh, sorry, teachers, we got to go. But uh it's been yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah, we're very right. Yeah. To got a, to I got a plane to catch. I'll see you later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so you, you mentioned a little taste. And so I want to chase that, that theme right there uh, for a couple of things. Um, you know, one, so uh, most of the people I think who listen to the show on a regular basis are aware of this, but my, my undergraduate degree was in biology and chemistry. And so, you know, I was a high school science teacher as well. I I wasn't, you know, as much in chemistry. I did teach some some middle school uh, physical science, but um, but really, you know, primarily on the biology side. But man, I I I know now, and I've read your bio, and I've gotten to know you a little bit, listened to you on a couple other shows, and this passion for baking, and it's easy to make a connection between chemistry and baking, right? Um, oh, yeah. And we can go probably six different directions. There's like a lot of different really cool uh, canals that we can go down here with the connection of chemistry and baking. So I'm going to let you decide where you want to go with it. But how how do those two things, the, and I know the baking now is a passion because you decided, okay, totally not a career. How, how do those two things blend? Well, I do love marrying them together in the classroom. Anytime you can introduce food into science a lot of high schoolers are automatically buying in, right? They're hungry. They're a hungry yeah. group of people. So yeah. uh, anytime that I can get a little bit of food science or food analogies to relate to chemistry, I think is so valuable because they they know food so well. We all do. So I love to kick off the semester. We learn about just a scientific method, controlled experiment, and we do a brownie lab where every lab group has to leave out one ingredient and they we have such a good time trying these brownies one without sugar one without cocoa powder one without eggs one without butter and then of course one control regular brownie group but they get really competitive and they're tasting each other's and you know taking notes but the whole idea is that sometimes in chemistry we get so lost with oh well, like what am i even doing that we forget how important a controlled experiment is so we always go back to that hey Remember when we did the brownie lab, right? What did we do? We changed one ingredient at a time. Exactly. Are we changing one ingredient here? So uh, anytime, anytime we can get food involved is always a good time. And it's fun for me to kind of demonstrate a little bit of my interest and passions outside of school so they can see the human side of me. And Darren, you mentioned that the, the human connections we make, that is my that is my number one reason I'm in teaching. Don't get me wrong. I like science. I love chem and physics. I love explaining the world. But if there wasn't human connection, if there wasn't those relationships, I, I, I wouldn't be interested 
in teaching. I like to consider myself not just a science teacher, but kind of like their unofficial life coach. I try to pick at their brains and get them to think and look ahead. And at first I never knew, you know, it was just natural for me to be that way. But now with 19 years in and occasionally hearing back from old students, I swear to you, Darren, no one ever brings up balancing equations or doing a certain type of chemical reaction. They always bring up the random things, the life talks, the time I made pancakes for them. And we talked about, you know, the carbon dioxide breaking down. They remember those things. So I think I'm in the right business because that's what really lights me up is that human connection. But while we're connecting, let's also learn science along the way and, you know, become wiser about the world around us. So that was a long winded answer, Darren. I'm sorry, man. I'm known for that. But I would say that's no, man, where that's I went. Awesome. With okay. No, that's okay. Well, and I, I I gave you like carte blanche with that, right? I mean, I told you, you know, you run with it wherever you want to go. But but I think you've hit on something that's just so, so critical. Um, you know, the bottom line is it is it is about people, right? I mean, you know, ultimately, and we, you know, we've heard it in so many different ways, you know, from Rita Pearson's TED Talk to, I mean, a hundred different things that it really, truly is all about the relationships and um, you know, just listening to you talk just a little bit, kind of sharing that, you know, brought some things back into my mind from, you know, my time in the classroom and some of the connections uh, and relationships that, that still to this day, you know, I, I have kids that will reach out or I'll, you know, I'll make a connection on Facebook or maybe I'm in a town that they now live in, you know, you know doing the work that I do and I get to connect with them or, or something like that. And yeah, nobody's nobody's bringing up, you know, hey, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciated you teaching me the electron transport chain. Nobody <laughs> cares, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I doubt you have a lot of kids who are like, man, if I hadn't learned Lewis dot structures from you in chemistry, I would not be a complete human being. But yeah, I mean, it's it's about the, the memories that, that you create with them. And, and those are the things that are just so, so important. And so the people that were asking to to build those relationships, the people that were, you know, that were supporting and wanting to make that kind of impact on kids, our teachers, our administrators, our paraprofessionals, they're they're kind of gassed right now, right? I mean, it's it's been a big challenge. I mean, education's a hard job. All right. I mean, anybody who goes into education thinking, oh, this is going to be easy and I get my summers off and, you know, this is a cupcake eight to three job. Wrong. Right. But it's it's tough right now. Right. And uh, we're, we're going to get to, you know, kind of some of the work you're doing to support people. But I don't know, maybe just riff on that a little bit. Uh, again, I'm going to give you another open ended. I started this show with I don't know where this is going to go and I don't know where this question's going to go. But <laughs> It's tough to be a teacher right now. I mean, it's I love seeing seeing you, seeing the energy that you have 19 years into this, not like just totally gassed. I know that hasn't always been true. So I don't know. Just kind of run with that thought. Yeah, I think it's so important you bring that up. I think a lot of amazing teachers that came in for beautiful reasons are completely, overwhelmingly, like you said, gassed, burned out, gasping for air, keeping their head above water. Things are different, for sure. And 
it's never healthy to just talk about the way things used to be because that doesn't matter anymore. It's the new reality, but things feel different. And COVID, I felt, changed things even more so or sped that change up. And I think everybody was just treading water, treading water, waiting for the COVID vibes to wear away. But but the world's different, and that's just the way it is currently. So I'm seeing some of the greatest, most charismatic, life-changing teachers just schlepping in, just barely, like, excited, enthused. And you know what? I've, I've caught myself more doing that than I ever have before in my 19th year, and I've got tons of energy, but there's just something different going on. And when I think about that and you think about, well, what can change that? What can help? What can fix that? I, I keep diving back down to some of the basics for me. And that's what witnessing that with some of my, like, like I said that, you know, my coworkers are my family, seeing my family members struggle is hard and how can we help each other and what can we do to, be resilient, be energetic and excited because that's what students deserve. They need that. They deserve that. But how can we continue to do that when this profession is? It's very draining. It's mentally taxing. I feel like you have to have less of an ego than ever before if you want to make it through because we do have to swallow our pride quite a bit. And uh, that's really what in the last few years has really pulled at my heart to like, you know what, I got to I, I have the energy, I have the passion, I want to help those teachers that are struggling. I need to find a way to reach out to them and support them. So that's kind of where I find myself now is that youth speaking wasn't enough for me because I love speaking to young adults about building their self-confidence. But now I'm, I'm just like, you know what, teachers need so much right now. They need energy, they need reassurance, they need to be valued, and they need to have tangible things to help them with that. So that that's where we're at right now. That's why I created the positive growth lounge. That's why I'm speaking to educators now across the nation, because I think a lot of them need a lot. And it starts with, we have to start taking better care of ourselves for sure. Yeah, we absolutely do. And, you know, I just, I find it so interesting, you know, when, when, when we stop and think about it, you know, we're probably, we're probably best, um, best at helping the person that we used to be. And, yes. you know, I know I, I've, I've heard the story uh, from you, uh, you know, kind of during that, you know, during that COVID time of jumping on LinkedIn and wondering, boy, am I am I am I doing what I should be doing right now? Or is it time for a right. change? And clearly that that change didn't happen from the hey, I'm going to leave my classroom, but now kind of pivoting a little bit in that speaker space to to help somebody who you know, you were in that spot. You probably still have days occasionally where you, you, you feel that. So um, talk a little bit more about the Positive Growth Lounge because I know that's where that comes from. That's what um, is, that's one of those big things you're doing to, to just help support educators. Man, not, not just right there, you know, in, in the Chicagoland area, but everywhere. So tell me, tell me more about the Positive Growth Lounge. Thank you. Thanks for asking and bringing it up. Uh, it's it's a passion project of mine that just sincerely started just by looking around and seeing some of the greatest teachers I've ever been mentored by, really burning out, getting cynical. And I thought there's there's got to be ways we can support each other. And 
So what I did is I started diving deep into positive psychology, got my positive educators certification through the Flourishing Center and really just learned how to better support others in helping them flourish. And then I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a group, a membership where we can meet twice a month just to get together and have it be one of the highlights of our month where we each meeting, meet up, just check in with each other. Hey, how are we doing? What are we working on? And then just as important is, all right, now let's dive better into ourselves. Let's do some SEL for us. Let's not talk about lesson plans. Let's not talk about data right now, all right, which is all valuable and important. But let's just talk about us. What are we doing to take better care of us? Because if we can fill up our pitchers, we're going to be able to pour into our students even more. But most importantly, we've got to make sure that we're taking care of us too. So the Positive Growth Lounge was born, and I've been slowly inviting people and recruiting people to join our positive family where we meet and grow with each other. And the best part is, as you said, Darren, I've got uh, friends and people, someone's from California last week, people from Florida, all over central Illinois. We're just uh, the East Coast. We're just learning from each other, growing, and then also being vulnerable enough to say, hey, this is something I need to work on with myself. So for example, we're going over holiday habits on Wednesday's meetup where we're going to look at, hey, what are some of the good things you do around the holidays? What are some of the things we do that aren't so great for ourselves? What can we do to reflect and take better care of ourselves? So for some people, I know that that would seem pretty hippy dippy, and I totally respect that, right? But everything we do is based and backed by positive psych and science. So we love uh, growing together. And, you know, that moment in COVID where I started looking on LinkedIn and like, man, maybe this is it. You know, it was a good run, Darren, 16 years or yeah. whatever. Hey, I, I did some good stuff. And then I started thinking, is there a way instead of leaving education, is there a way to make more impact for students? And I felt like my heart was calling me, well, if I can support teachers better and help them, then they can pour into their students, then I'll be impacting more kids. So that's where my heart is at right now. That's why I created the Positive Growth Lounge. And that's why I'm also speaking to schools, you know, keynoting and consulting, working with them to figure out what's going right, what's going wrong. How can we bring our admin, our staff together so that we're on the same page and we're working because we're all here to help kids in the long run. But it takes some taking care of ourselves first so that we can do that well and do that right. That's such a powerful, powerful piece there. Uh, the more that we can do to help each other out. And, and sometimes it's just simply, you know, creating a space where people can come and, and whether that's unpacking something or that's just listening to others, you know, being that, you know, being that good sounding board. I mean, whatever the case may be, um, I don't think that's hippy dippy at all. Um, I mean, I, you know, first of all, I just wanted to say hippy dippy myself, but um, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. But I don't I don't really see it that way. I mean, at this point, you know, at this point in where we are in the world, I mean, let's let's be honest, our own mental health, our own self-care is critical and i mean i guess anybody who's who's considering our own self-care hippy dippy is i guess i'll stick with some hippie language they need to get with the times man because that's yeah. it's just it's just too important and, and i cannot believe that i just did that that i really should edit it out i'm gonna leave it in but i really should edit that out it was terrible but uh but no, I, I again, I, I just exactly, yeah, yeah, the peace sign right there. 
I think it's just so stinking important that we take care of ourselves. And I love that you're providing that space for them and just allowing people to just come and go. Hey, if you want to be here, here's when we're going to be, you know, I'll make sure it's in the show notes so people can go check it out and and jump in and check it out for themselves. But uh, just a really, really important piece. I love that you're like, hey, how can I help teachers? Because ultimately that helps me help more kids. It's just that's just such a powerful piece, man. Well, thank you. We're uh, different perspectives, too, and hearing people's different situations, classrooms. We have administrator in there. It's so great to hear different perspectives in a place, too, where it's safe. People are vulnerable and there's no judgment. We don't work together, you know, so you can be more transparent and honest. And from that, I get so much value and so much energy. Uh, and also, Darren, you know, a lot of times there's the oh, I'm not alone on this. I feel this way too. And sometimes that's empowering not to, we don't wallow in our own self-pity. That's kind of a rule in the Positive Growth Lounge. But we're definitely not toxically positive either. We have to be honest with where we're at, but it's always the next question of, all right, this is the reality. So what can we do to make the best of this situation? And I found those moments where we talk together and brainstorm ideas that we can do, whether it's at home or in the classroom, have been so impactful. It's inspired me to do different things in the classroom and also like just how I interact with my children and wife. So, you know, when you do self-care, when you practice more of that self-awareness, it impacts every aspect of your life. And of course, that means your classroom too, which is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so I got to ask, um, you know, we're, we're steamrolling towards that point in time and I'm going to ask you my, my last question, but I got, I got to ask this one too. So again, folks, if, if you're not following Phil, um, I mean, if you're on TikTok, go check them out on TikTok, uh, Instagram. I mean, you know, just all of those, all of those wonderful places, Twitter. And, um, but man, the content for your videos is, I mean, it's unique. It's not the same content all the time. You, you bring in pieces from your personal life, from, from your classroom, from just all over the place. And so I know I've got, uh, a nice little chunk of content creators that listen to this show as well. So I, I can't pass up the opportunity to ask, like, where do you come up with your content ideas? Like, like, where does some of this stuff come from? Because I mean, seriously, I'll be like, in the morning, you know, half awake, drinking my coffee and scrolling and, and then boom, here comes Phil right in my face. And it's like, bam. And you know, I mean, it's like more effective than the coffee, bro. So where's it come from? Yeah, thanks. All my different ideas. And uh, if, if anyone listening in personal branding, right, and I always say this, they always say the riches are in the niches. So I'm horrible at sticking to just one topic, right? They say drive home the one idea. And that's what people know you for. And that gets you more gigs and jobs, right? But I, I don't really care. I don't do that. I speak just what's on my mind and heart. But I must admit, Darren, I read a lot of different books that are on personal development. I love and listen to audiobooks on personal development, different podcasts. And I've chosen to build up my algorithm online, Instagram, etc., so that I'm consistently getting positive, different ideas, points of view, and energy. And from there, I just self-reflect and whatever is on my mind and heart that day that relates to something personally to me, I just go with it for sure. So yeah, I don't run out of ideas too, too often. 
just because I'm pulling from everybody, I find so much inspiration in just meeting new people like this right now. Darren, if I could just meet a different person like this every day and get paid for it as a job, I mean, how amazing to just meet new people, connect and learn from them. I'm, that's what I absolutely crave. So and because of that, it inspires me. And from there, I try to share it with other people. Yeah, 100 percent, man. That's that's like the number one thing about this podcast for me. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's certain you know reasons behind why why I created the podcast, and there's a business part of it. And but man, just the conversations with with other people and just getting to know people like yourself, and you know, I mean, it fills my cup, but it also it fills up the that idea, uh, you know, that idea bank. It you know it keeps the you know you know it, it sharpens my saw. I mean, it just it's just incredible. And yeah, the more opportunity we have to speak with with other people like-minded and not like-minded. Um, and if we approach it with, you know, with the right perspective, right. With, you know, that open mind of, you know, I want to, I want to hear somebody else's perspective. I want to learn from them as opposed to, you know, I just want to prove them wrong. Um, you know, when, when we do that, man, it's incredible what, uh, what can happen. And, you know, social media is a, a very, very powerful tool. And I, I like it. You talked about how you've kind of, you know, cultivated your, your algorithm to feed to you the kind of stuff that you're looking for. I mean, that's, I, I know that's how you and I ended up in, you know, in a feed together as well. We're, we're both looking for the same kind of thing. We, we want to have people that, you know, not toxically positive, but that, you know, bring an interesting and unique perspective and try to find the good that's still out there in the world. I just, I just think that's so important, man. So I, I appreciate you sharing that that particular piece for us. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's do this. Uh, we're at that point, uh, we're here on the show, the leaning into leadership podcast. Um, I ask all my guests the exact same question. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat for a second and just ask you, Phil, to tell us how you are leaning into leadership right now. Yeah, I think though, the way I lean into leadership is hopefully by example, by modeling what I think is the best and healthiest way to not only survive in education, but but thrive as well. So when I walk into the building, I'm trying to bring as much energy as I can. And I think it's the little things that lead up to a valuable leader. It's the eye contact in the hallway, the proud walk and hello and smile. It's the stopping to connect uh, as a human with other people. And then from there, giving everything I have throughout the day, uh, being there for my students, uh, supporting them, supporting my coworkers, those little actions and comments throughout the day, I think really add up to being the, the leader that can make significant impact. So I'm always trying to develop and further grow myself through personal development and then apply that to my everyday life. And I think that trickles into showing up at school every day. So I try to be that model teacher that brings the energy and does as much as they can to make the impact. So I hope that answered the question. Oh, heck yeah, it does, man. I love that so much. I mean, I, you know, I, I talk about this all the time, you know, when no matter, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I can talk to a group of an entire group of, of teachers, or I can talk to, you know, just a few leaders or whatever, but man, so much of it is how you choose to show up each and every day. And, you know, when we show up to bring that positive energy to make a difference in the life of a kid, make a difference in the life of somebody else, you know, another adult in our building, um, man, 
oh, the possibilities are endless. So right. thanks so much for that. Man, so many people are going to want to follow you. They're going to want to have conversations with you. They're going to want to learn even more about you. How do people connect with Phil Janiszewski? Oh, thank you. I, if you just Google search my name, Phil Janiszewski, J-A-N-U-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. It's a long one. That's another uh, marketing faux pas, Darren. They would say, you got to yeah. shorten your name, brother. But uh, I'm, I'm on all social media. It's my handle, at Phil Janiszewski. And if you search my name, my website's got everything too. But I'd love to connect sincerely. I love meeting new people as long as you're positive. My typical question is just, how can I support you further in a positive way? And I mean that good people deserve to be supported. And the more good people I know, the better my life is too. So I'm all in. Would love to connect. Well, you're definitely one of those good people without question. Phil, thank you so much for joining me here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Thanks. It's been an honor, Darren. Man, what an incredible conversation there with my buddy Phil Janiszewski. Um, man, folks, get connected with this guy. Get down in the show notes, click on those links, follow him on social media. If you have an opportunity to meet him, you have a chance to go hear him speak, do it, folks. I'm telling you, Phil Janiszewski is the type of person that you want in your life. He's positive energy. He's going to help lift you up. Check out all that work that, that he's doing with the Positive Growth Lounge. You just, man, you got to have people like this in your life. So thank you again, Phil, for being on the show. What a fantastic episode this one was. And now it's time for a pep talk. In today's pep talk, here's what I want to get at. All right. I, I really want to challenge you as leaders, especially those of you who are campus level leaders, whether you're an instructional coach, principal, assistant principal, um, in you know some other type of role. Um, I want to really challenge you to get into the classroom. I want to challenge you to really put in the time to get into classrooms, have conversations with your teachers, with your paraprofessionals, with your student teachers, with anybody else who's in those rooms, find out what's happening and provide support, right? So here's kind of where I'm going with that. When, when I did my doctoral dissertation, uh, my research actually was on uh, kind of a two-pronged thing. You know, how do, how do new leaders view themselves as they are stepping into the principalship in terms of their ability to be an instructional leader and also their ability to be uh, an operational manager? And for me, honestly, I struggled on the operational management side. I was, I was really comfortable on the instructional leadership side. And the interesting thing is so much is made of the instructional leadership piece, but do you know how much time, how much time leaders actually spend in the classroom on instructional leadership types of things? You would be amazed. You would be really amazed, folks. I will tell you this, okay? Research will tell you that elementary principals spend only 16.5% of their time on things related to instructional leadership. And that's not just time in the classroom. That's also probably time you know, working with teachers or going through data and assessments and those types of things, only 16.5% of their time. Now, you can imagine what that what happens when we talk about a middle school principal, right? Middle school principals, it's even less, 12%. Yeah, that's right, 12% of their time is spent on instructional leadership duties. Where, where does that leave high school? I think you have a pretty good idea, right? Yeah, high school, just over 10%, 10.2% of time. High school principals are focused on instructional leadership. My challenge to you is find a way to push those numbers. 
find a way to push those numbers in your school. All right. I mean, the Ides of March are upon us, folks. Here we go. It's the first week of March. Set a goal for this month. Set a goal for this week. A number of classrooms. Be realistic with the, with the goal. Be realistic with the goal, but set a goal and get in classrooms. Go spend time with your teachers. Go spend time with your students. Go spend time with your paraprofessionals, student teachers, anybody else who's in that classroom. That is where the magic happens. That's where the work happens. And if you aren't there, you're not in the action. Go make yourself do it. Be intentional. Again, set a goal. Set a goal. Set a goal to get in the classrooms this week. Right? Be realistic with your goal. But set a goal. Go make it happen, folks. That's what I've got for you here. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast for this first week of March 2024. Thank you again to Phil Januszewski for being the guest on the show. Folks, continue to drop those five-star reviews. Continue to drop the feedback. We love it. We really appreciate it. Just keep on keeping on and go have a road to awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.